Hi, I'm Vivek Kartha, and welcome to Deconstructed. Every episode, we're discussing the future of the world's largest asset class, real estate, through the eyes of the people who live and breathe it. Thank you for joining us, and let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by Workspace. Workspace has built a better way to manage real estate without all the clicks. With a suite of modern, intuitive products for commercial real estate operators, Workspace reduces the friction between assets, data, and people, allowing CRE professionals to streamline all their daily operations across property management, asset management, and beyond. Learn more at www.goworkspace.com. Hi, everyone. We're here with Dennis Griskoviak, a principal and co-founder at Bellwether Asset Management. Dennis, thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Bellwether is a pretty cool thing. You know, Inc. 5000, two years in a row. It's a different kind of platform out there in the space. Can you just give the listeners a little bit of an idea of what you and the team have built and what you're building? We started Bellwether in 2013 uh, with three people, independently owned company, and we were a unique startup in that basically from day zero, we had a long-term contract with Oak Tree Capital to help them build an asset management platform that really answered three questions. What do they own? How's it performing? How do we think it's going to perform? And as a result of those three questions, you know, we've built processes, procedures, deliverables, and have grown from three to 73 um, and soon to be over 80 here this summer. So it's something that's been a really fun, you know, adventure building something from scratch, finding, you know, the highest and best use of asset management tools and um, working with some really great people along the way. Tell maybe a little bit more about why it sounds like Oaktree is your first customer, but any customer needs Bellwether's services. Sure. It really comes down to you know, asset management as a whole. I've, I've been in asset management, you know, forever. We, we always get the questions from, from folks like, should I go into acquisitions or asset management? And, you know, I find that when there's pressure, when there's, there's issues in the marketplace, having someone that has been able to, you know, see what the business plan was, find a way to proactively address any concerns that are that are emerging in the market and then come up with a plan to, to, to go forward and get things best on track is that is a key component of asset management. And you know at Bellwether, we're very focused on giving our, our clients, you know, a uh, proactive set of asset management tools, insight into their portfolios and a scalable platform um, so that, you know, whether they are a new fund, you know, that is that is just starting out or a institutional client like uh, Oak Tree or Rockwood, we're able to give them the tools they need to manage their portfolio and execute um, their investment objectives. Not to make it too uh, controversial, but it sounds like in the industry, other industries, they call those managed service providers, people that have expertise and, and do things better than what we can do internally. Is that because more customers out there or the financial customers out there, funds, just don't have the ability to build that skill set internally or it's too hard or it's too variable? I think it's a combination of things. I think, you know, one, building any kind of process or infrastructure obviously takes a lot of time um, in, in an investment. And 
when you have something that you know you can really you can start from you know square two versus square zero um, and have something that's you know ready out of the box makes things that much easier and to get up to speed and I think you know, where what we try to do is work in collaboration with our clients to maximize what they do best so if you know their their business in a fund allocation model is to raise funds and to deploy that capital you know we want to take on the the work that allows them to maximize what they do best so we'll take on the day-to-day oversight of investments continuing to give them a, a feedback loop to make them better acquisitions folks so they know have real-time data of what's going on in the markets that they're that they're invested in um, as well as giving them the tools to you know both from the most granular level at the asset all the way up to the fund level so that they can dictate fund level strategy all the way back down to that asset level strategy as well. For someone that came from the traditional private equity background, I think that's right. I mean, we liked to raise money and spend money. And there was a lot in between that uh, we weren't necessarily great at or that wasn't our expertise. Do you see this model growing? I think you guys have been around for a little while. You're the, the innovators in the space. Do you see copycats, other firms that are doing something similar? Or do you think all others be the first and only of its kind? No, I, I, you know, I, we never say we're, we're the first and only of our kind. You know, I, I think there it, it's an existing model even before we started. You know, we're a little different in that we're independent. So um, when you look at a, a Lone Star with Hudson Advisors, they, they own Hudson. Um, if you look at Deutsche Bank with Hanover Street, Hanover Street's embedded within Citus. And so you do see this existing model um, in the marketplace. Our competitive advantage is that we can confidently go in to, to our clients and say, this is how we do things. This is our, how we've built our infrastructure, not how we could do it. Meaning we've had the experience and the um, exposure in both debt and equity investments of all property types in commercial real estate, as well as corporate advisory that we've we've been able to execute on and continue to refine and evolve um, over these past eight years now. And so um, with that, I think we really have a competitive advantage over um, some of our even larger uh, competitors in the space because we've seen the most complex things and can boil it down to the simplest outputs. Let's talk about pressure. You mentioned that when the industry faces pressure, people that have experience and they've seen a lot of things can be, you know, maybe better stewards of assets. And that's a little bit of where the expertise comes into play. The last year has been one of pressure. <laughs> a lot of things unforeseen, a lot of things people didn't expect. From your perspective, maybe sharing some of the insights and the work you've done with your clients, how do you make sense of the last year? And then maybe help us carry that forward into the next couple of years. Sure. You know, that's I, my big saying this past year has been, you know, pressure reveals cracks. It also reveals your, your, where you're strongest. And what I think we've seen from both existing clients as well as, you know, frankly, new clients that we've been we've picked up uh, along the way here in 2020 and going in 2021, when there's market distress, people want to understand what's going on, how that's impacting their their individual portfolio and their individual assets. And if you're trying to understand what that impact is uh, after the distress has occurred, you're already too late. So 
I think there's been a, this past year has really put an emphasis on asset management, um, data management and processes to really understand your portfolio and know uh, what's happening from an operations perspective in the moment, not, you know, six months later when you're finally able to, to, to build a system. So, you know, I think for us, 2020, we was one of our busiest years as a company. We've, we hired, you know, a, about 30 people. So that's, a, you know, really had ex- explosive growth. And part of the engine for that growth was um, the opportunity we saw and the demand for our services in, you know, helping to get things back on track, have people able to wrap their arms around a, a portfolio in a, you know, uh, ever-changing market. And then, you know, also execute on um, those business plans and, and expectations um, once we, we understood uh, the situation of what was going on. Do you think that changes the way your clients think about investing in those systems, those protections long-term, or is this just a short-term reaction and in three years we'll be back to where we were? Um, I hope it's long-term. I think it is. And, you know, it's, it's funny. We were, we were talking about this the other day. You know, what we've seen uh, more and more is there's more em- embracing of technology and systems and, and trying to find a scalable solutions um, now than ever. I think it was a, you know, both the impact of the pandemic as well as just the natural movement of the, and evolution of, of the market and technology kind of dovetailed at the right time. Um, and so I think people, after going through the distress of this past year, I think people are more open to leveraging technology and leveraging systems to um, make them you know, better investment managers, better acquisitions folks, better asset managers than they were ever before. And so I, I think that's here to stay. I think that there's still a lot of evolution that that can be that, that can happen, um, but it's, it's definitely you know a, I think a, a trend that that's long term. Well, you've raised it a few times this this idea of technology, and so on, on the one hand, I think I would agree, and most people would that the industry is more receptive to technology today than it was maybe ever, certainly in the last few years. But there's another side to that, which is technology still needs to be practical, solution oriented. Hear a lot of stories about technology looking for a problem. It's not a solution. There's all the prop tech sort of noise out there. How do you personally make sense of all that noise and what is worth taking a look at? And then maybe help articulate that same thought through the lens of your clients who are probably interested in technology, but interested is not quite the same as ready to invest or invest in a solution. You know, like all things, I think there's there's a cost benefit analysis, and there needs and it needs to be demonstrated. Um, I think too, what we found is it, you know, the more established processes and technology, the better, so that you're not in the you know the the beta test group and you know going through those those growing pains of trying to establish a system. You know, everybody. Uh, has the old adage of like, you know, real estate as an industry is like, you know, one of the last to adopt technology. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. You know, I, I work a lot on the multifamily side. We've managed over 30,000 uh, multifamily units across the U.S. And that that as a, as a group has been at the forefront of, of prop tech innovation um, and, and, and adaptation. Bringing it back to Bellwether, you know, we're we don't view ourselves as as a, a tech company per se. You know what what we do is 
we find the the best applications and technologies and you know we try to be innovated in the process and and how we use those applications not necessarily trying to you know develop uh, them on our own that makes sense when you just look forward i guess into the world and as bellwether grows and you think about the kind of technology that excites you going forward not necessarily what you use today but what you'd be looking for in the future does anything come to mind like i, I wish this was out there but it's not <laughs> the biggest thing for me is it's not just how the technology is applied or what the you know how things are, are being used but it's it's the output like are things digestible do they look pretty and what I think we've seen, you know, as we search for different forms of applications, we found a lot of software that works really well, but doesn't necessarily produce a digestible output. And we've also found things that are very nice, shiny objects, but, you know, don't have anything behind the curtain to really support. So, you know, finding something that combines everything is, is what we're constantly, you know, in the hunt for, whether that's continuing to try to you know, piece that together through different applications on our own or, or finding new innovators in the tech space to establish that. And then, you know, I think the other part, if, if I had a magic wand, it would be, you know, getting everyone to, to adapt to whatever technologies use. Because, you know, what we've, we've found is that you, know, you can have the, the best suite of, of tech, but if you have bad data going in, you're going to have bad data coming out. And if, you know, you don't have that user engagement, you know, then it, it makes it, that much harder uh, for something to succeed. I want to spend a brief minute talking a little bit about the future of real estate talent, commercial real estate talent. Bellwether hires and has a program, I know, of bringing in young analysts, so you're very exposed to that side of the industry. If you were giving advice to people starting off their career in real estate, what do you think the industry needs more of and what general advice would you give them? For us, we're really proud of, you know, our analyst program as a philosophy of ours. When we first started Bellwethers, we wanted to grow from the bottom up, meaning we wanted to bring people in early in their careers, give them the opportunity to learn and grow in roles and responsibility at Bellwether and help really kick off their careers on, on the right path. And so over the years, we've refined this to, you know, a, a pretty solid two year training program and what we you know we, we go and we re- recruit from from schools all over the country we find that you have to embrace doing the little things to gain big responsibility and i think that's my piece of advice to our our analysts starting out anybody starting their career out is that you know so often you know people want to you know they want to run their own deals and they want to be in the decision making seat and they you know want to give direction but without having a foundation of understanding, you know, the how this this investment, this deal relates to the market, how it's performing relative to how you thought it was going to perform, and you know, where that that general understanding based in within data, you know, you're shooting from the hip and oftentimes don't have, you know, aren't gonna have a informed decision or opinion on something. So be having somebody that is willing to come in and and understand from the bottom up how you know real estate works, and and have and be open to the and receptive to training and instruction, and and how to think about asset management and real estate. That's where somebody's going to really succeed. That's my advice to to everyone: is 
you know, don't don't get too uh, too uh, far over your skis and start start running before you, you figure out how to walk. That's great advice. Last one, a fun one on the way out. When's the next time you think you'll hop on a flight for a business meeting? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Um, I, you know, it, it'll probably be sometime this this summer. I have both shots, so fully vaccinated. You know, it's still just uh, a a weird world that we that we live in now. You know, like uh, just just going out to dinner still feels like something that's completely foreign and new. So. Um, it's going to be the, the next step up. You know, we, we've been busy on our, our due diligence and, and uh, acquisitions assistance and uh, working through some underwriting projects. So I'm going to, going to need to get out there soon. Uh, but, you know, it's not something that uh, I have, I have planned yet. It's just that it's, a, it's a, a big next step for sure. Yeah, I think that's right. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. And as always, a very special thank you to our guests. We'll be back soon, so please subscribe to Deconstructed on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. More details can be found at www.goworkspace.com forward slash podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Workspace. Workspace has built a better way to manage real estate without all the clicks. With a suite of modern, intuitive products for commercial real estate operators, Workspace reduces the friction between assets, data, and people, allowing CRE professionals to streamline all their daily operations across property management, asset management, and beyond. Learn more at www.goworkspace.com.